New Orleans might be known for its cuisine, but I'd argue that the most appetizing thing is not even on the menu. It's the people watching. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to Travel FOMO, the podcast. I'm Hillary Halton, and I am here with my co-host and my husband and my ride or die, Jamin. What's up? <laughs> We're in the middle of our cities in the state season. And in case you missed it, we talked about Vegas last week. What happened in Vegas did not stay in Vegas. Uh, no, it did not. <laughs> we, uh, we told all about it, so you won't want to miss that. Go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Yeah. And this week... Uh, we've got another exciting city to go to. We are headed to New Orleans. That's right. Both of those cities, I have to say that um, we're not really big partiers. So this lineup is really deceiving so far. These <laughs> yeah. two cities. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like we're like on a on a bender around the U.S. But that's right. that's not quite what happened. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we uh, we just start off with two cities that um, that have big personalities. Yeah. That uh, delicately said, people have the the best times that they never remember there. <laughs> um, but uh, we're also headed to some other great cities um, in this season. We'll go to places like Chicago, San Antonio, Orlando, kind of all around. Yeah. So a lot more to come. Right. And some smaller places, too, like um, Salida, Colorado and Marfa, Texas, and some some little places you might not have known of. So. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. some big ones that everybody's been to and some hidden gems as well. Absolutely. And as we dive into this conversation about New Orleans, we do want to make sure that you guys are subscribed to the Travel FOMO podcast. You can do that from wherever you're listening. And that'll just ensure that you get notified every week whenever an episode releases. So that's right. We'll uh, we'll share what we learn about uh, different people, places and cultures. And speaking of culture. Uh, New Orleans actually has a lot of it. So much. Of yeah. I think I think of all the places that I've been in the U.S., it is the most like a foreign city. Ooh, and like, thought. granted, yeah. I'm not like I'm not the most well traveled around around the U.S., so I haven't been everywhere. I want to go everywhere, and uh, hopefully will in the future. But um, the places that I have been, it does seem the most like another another country. That's really interesting thought. Yeah. It's got a lot of French influences, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. So you was part of France for a while and so Oh, I forget. Yeah. yeah. So good on the history. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and and that really makes it really interesting and you know, there were pirates there for a while and it's a really old city. It's part of the south and so all of that, the Cajun culture that's there, it all sort yeah. of comes together and makes New Orleans what New Orleans is, mm-hmm. um, which is is really cool. And you can see that in, you know, like the French Catholics brought along Mardi Gras, which, you know, like Fat Tuesday and then Mardi Gras gets celebrated a lot of places, but none more so than New Orleans. Yeah, you know, it's definitely. so big there. It's so like in the, you know, the schools there, like the Catholic influence in the schools and jazz music, jazz um, in New Orleans, the funerals in New Orleans are different Mm -hmm. than they are anywhere else in the U S. So, so much of it is just unique to New Orleans and the people there and the people from New Orleans are proud of New Orleans and they're proud of like 
those differences in the culture and what makes it new unique. And so that that's really cool too. Like right. when people are proud to be from somewhere and when people like the stuff that other people who haven't experienced it might look at it and go like, Oh, that's really strange. Or I don't understand why do you do that? But people in new Orleans are really proud of it. And they'll, they'll walk you through it and explain like, well, this is why, like, this is what we do here. And this is why we do it. And, Mm -hmm. and they love it, which is really cool. I I do love that. And actually, as you say that, that's a great opportunity for us to give some shout outs to some of our Louisiana peeps that we, the people that we know who have influenced our um, knowledge on Louisiana and they would do this conversation so much more justice. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. But um, shout out to Brian Davis, Ross Blackstone, Lewis Adams, Ashley, Hill. She lived there during college and um, right before um, Hurricane Katrina hit. So that was crazy. Um, and then Jonathan from Blue Cross. Yeah, Jonathan Guyton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one of the people you know. So all of these people influenced our view on Louisiana as a whole. And so it's kind of fun to think about them whenever we have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, um, New Orleans is known for the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people think of, you know, Bourbon Street and and that whole scene. And there's there's a lot more to it than just that. But um, that's really something uh, cool to experience and that you definitely want to check out when you go. Um, it's where like the, you know, Mardi Gras kind of happens everywhere in Louisiana, but the really big stuff really goes on down there in the in the French Quarter. And and Mardi Gras is basically it, it's. It's a celebration leading up to Fat Tuesday, which is the day before Ash Wednesday when Lent starts. And so for Lent, you know, you're you're giving up a bunch of stuff. You're abstaining from a bunch of stuff. So really it's that, you know, when you're going to go on a diet on Monday and you eat everything that, that you shouldn't on Sunday, yep. that's what Mardi Gras is on like a bigger, like a much bigger scale. And um it's just it's part of what they do down there and school is out for it you know like spring break happens kind of everywhere else but there it's Mardi Gras interesting and I didn't know that. yeah it's uh, it really is a, a big deal and a big part of big part of their culture there parades and stuff like that that everybody you know everybody stops down for so um, that we weren't there during Mardi Gras but from everyone that I've talked to and, and stuff I've seen, like it's just out of this world. Yeah. But down there in the French Quarter on Bourbon Street, um, there's always something going on down there, always a party scene. Right. Um, always that kind of stuff. A lot of adult beverages. Um, a lot of, yes, adult yeah, beverages. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff for grownups. <laughs> um, and a lot of, a lot of um, cocktails that, sort of originated there and Mm -hmm. are like are famous down there like a Sazerac um if you've ever had a Sazerac if you're a fan of that it's from there um Hurricanes uh we actually went to Pat O'Brien's where like the hurricane started and we had a hurricane there um and it has its own glass which I think is kind of interesting too like it was like such a like big drink that it actually has its own glass shaped like a hurricane lamp which most people mm-hmm. don't necessarily know that that's, you know, 
the reason it's shaped that way, which I thought was really interesting. Sazerac was the official drink of New Orleans. I didn't really know that until I kind of paused, you know, we started looking back at all this. It's, I think that's interesting. Yeah. And the stuff like French 75, uh, frozen daiquiris, uh, gin fizz, slow gin fizz, like that kind of stuff. Um coming out of there brandy milk punch hand grenade like if you're if you're in new orleans and down on bourbon street see people walking around with those hand grenades like uh just so much comes from there kind of originated there yeah and And it leads to such great people watching (laughs) it does it does and particularly when we were there um we got to we got to see and i'm not sure what these people had been partaking of, like if they were drinking Sazeracs or French 75s, the classy stuff like that, or if if they were just hammering tequila or something. But <laughs> we were in the lobby of our hotel mm-hmm. and we were waiting for um, our friends, Jeremy and Casey were on the trip with us. Yeah. And so we were in the lobby of the hotel. We we're going to wait for them to come down. And we we're going to go to dinner. And it was a nice hotel, right? Yes. Hotel St. Marie. It's, yeah, it's... Hotel St. Marie. It was great. Yeah, like, loved really that place. nice. It had... Um... It just had a lot of deep South vibes to it. Very classy, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I like. I loved it. When we were only there one night, but it was, um, it was a great place to stay right in the French Quarter. But as we're there in the lobby of the hotel, there is a wedding party, and you could tell like they're all together and they're about to go to the wedding, and. You can like you can tell this in my opinion because um, all the groomsmen are still like all of their jackets are on their ties are tied and their like boutonnieres are on and if you've ever been to a wedding you know that as soon as the bride and groom walk down the aisle at least two of the groomsmen the ties coming off and like <laughs> things are getting loosened up but uh, good observation yeah everybody was ready to go but there was a bridesmaid who was. <laughs> just she had been doing battle all day long and like when one of those little bars and it was not good she was not going to be a part of that wedding. no There's she no was way. she was cross-eyed and looking around at one point she laid down on a couch and yeah. um i think everyone got to see what she had for breakfast yep someone brought her a bucket yeah, yeah and, right there in the lobby right and this is like middle of the afternoon and you can just tell like somebody is not making this wedding she's not going to be in the pictures and hopefully she's family otherwise she's probably disowned at (laughs) this point (laughs) i mean i i feel like i remember the bride even looking over and being like i don't even want to look at that like i don't even want to acknowledge what's happening (laughs) there was there were a few like a couple of the groomsmen were trying to be like somewhat helpful until they realize, I think they started to realize that like this situation isn't going to get any better. And the closer I stay to it, the more I become associated with it. And so I like eventually everyone kind of backed away and just let her to her own demise there in the hotel lobby in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Oh man. That was so funny. That was really crazy. (laughs) I mean, it was just such a good example of like, 
Well, quite frankly, it was everything we hoped for in people watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of knew, like, you knew, okay, we're headed down to, like, the French Quarter. We're going to be on Bourbon Street. Well, people yeah. will probably be getting rowdy. I honestly thought that the sun would be down before people were quite that rowdy. Right. But um, that was not the case. That was not the case. I truly, I'm, I've always wondered what happened to her and, like, was she in the wedding? Um, like, like because, you know, like, you could tell everyone's still rallying the troops. But keep in mind, like, she's not the only one that's had a little bit to drink. You're talking about yes. a full wedding party that yeah. was being highly entertaining, I should right. say. It's, yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. there were, And there were a lot of, like, there were a lot of fixers initially. A lot of the bridesmaids. Oh, my goodness. Let's help you. Yeah. Let me help you with that, Megan. <laughs> Oh, man. And we were on our way to have dinner. Yeah. So I think we were headed to um, where we had some great oysters at the Royal House Oyster Bar. Yes. That was that night. Yeah. yeah. And Mm -hmm. we were um, with our friends Nelson and Casey. Um, We and, and man, the thing about New Orleans is the food is truly I mean, such a highlight. There's so yeah. much that is high and so much culture, but the food is a huge part of that. And I mean, you can get anything from po' boy sandwiches, uh, jambalaya, crawfish, etouffee, um, shrimp and grits. Yes. I remember I had some amazing shrimp and grits um, down in the garden district at Brick and Spoon the next day. And um, and I think that one's actually closed. I was looking it up and um, it's yeah, I don't know if it's COVID or what kind of got shut down, but um, but there are several throughout the South. So um, Brick and Spoon is a place people might uh, want to check out. And you know, there's crawfish boils. There's all kinds of stuff um, that are that is very New Orleans centric, um, including king's cake which we didn't have this while we were there but i just find it so fascinating that it's such a huge part of the culture there yeah and the people that i know from louisiana have really like um what do i say like they've really almost promoted and taught me about king's cake i guess oh yeah 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 Um, they hang on they they really hang on to those traditions yeah yes exactly um lewis adams he would always bring we would work together um and he would always bring everyone in the office a king's cake um every year and so that was um always cool but it is basically it's kind of like a braided sweet bread um and it's um, it's kind of in a circular um, kind of cake, I guess you could say, and then it's covered. It's got um, icing. It's usually um, in some sprinkles, and it's usually green, purple, and yellow. You know the colors that you see a lot down there. Right, um, right. Too. And isn't there like something? Isn't there something with it? Like somebody gets a lucky piece or something like that? Yeah. So customarily, like somebody ends up finding there's somewhere in it is like a baby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And whoever gets the baby, I think. Um, oh gosh, I forgot this part. I think it's like you have to bring cake next year. Right. It's like a like year that. of good luck, and then you're the one that brings the next something cake. Like right. That. Yeah. yeah. So um, I always thought that was really um, fun. And I would never otherwise probably eat that cake. But every year, Lewis would bring it to work. And every year, I was like, cool, yeah, I'll yeah. take some. Sounds as good. long as I don't get the baby, so I have to bring it next year. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, he was so cool, and it was such so much his tradition that he made he sure. He would just take it on. Yep, and he would take it on every year. That's cool. Very cool, yeah. When you're planning a trip, what are the tools you use? Have you ever thought about a better way? To plan more efficiently, to save money, optimize time? We all have some kind of limits on our resources, 
time, money, energy. Let's find a way to make the most of them. Let's find a way to help each other take the best possible memories with us when we head home from our journey. If your product does that, let's get together and share it here. The food there really is such such a part of the culture, so unique. And um, I remember we had beignets. Yeah, those were, we were big down too. there. And we went to Cafe du Monde, which is where everybody tells you to go. Like it's the famous place. And uh, it's a huge place. We went there with um, Jeremy and Casey Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like after dinner, we kind of walked around and, and saw some stuff. We ended up at Cafe du Monde, had some beignets. And there was like a, a huge like seating area inside and then we went out and sat on the porch and I like I'm sure I'm sure you probably remember this but we're sitting there we like we had had our beignets and I think we'd like taken some pictures together and we're kind of sitting around it had been really hot that day and was still kind of like kind of muggy mm-hmm. but it was just starting to cool off so we're sitting there and there's some people not far away probably like six or seven feet away and a cockroach the size of a cat like and they were like they were outside like we were on the patio and they were even outside of the patio so like they were a ways away from any food or anything like that but this cockroach crawled up this guy's like i remember seeing it like crawl up this guy's (laughs) pants and then up under his like his shirt was untucked and just like inside the shirt oh my gosh oh my gosh and i I didn't know I didn't know what to do because like do you tell excuse me sir um, a cockroach just climbed up your shirt and the cockroach was a big enough size that I was afraid that if I fronted it out like that it might get mad at me and there would be an altercation between (laughs) me and the cockroach how big was it really I mean you could ride it I'm pretty sure (laughs) you could ride it how big was it really no but I mean it on like honestly it was probably three inches long like not even kidding and well, because we were a ways away too. You saw it from a long ways away. Right. Well, I like I saw the license plate on it from a long <laughs> ways away. Like it was huge. And I like I remember thinking like, oh, we gotta like we gotta get out we of here. Go. Like I can't I can't wait for that cockroach's gang to come and hang out. Yeah, be part table. of this thing. So, oh my like, gosh, I totally remember that. Except you guys, you and Nelson, y'all, I think maybe you told him or y'all both saw it, but y'all wouldn't tell us girls because you knew the night oh, would be over. Yeah. Well, there would be, there would be <laughs> like a stage five emergency. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and something interesting for the our listeners to, to understand is that we're from the hood in Dallas. So we've lived in Oak Cliff <laughs> and anybody who's lived in Oak Cliff knows that like cockroaches come in a bunch of different sizes yeah. and you get used to it. Um, you learn to bomb your house so hard, so often. <laughs> um, and even if you do, it doesn't mean that the, you know, that you won't have problems outside your home and all kinds of stuff. So We've been used to yeah, seeing we're familiar with them. <laughs> some really big cockroaches. Yeah. And and you might see them you know, no matter where you are in in Oak Cliff, but um yeah. So the fact that like it freaked you guys out, that told me it was so big. Oh yeah. Well, I'm still I'm sure it's still in New Orleans like Yeah. <laughs> doing bench presses right now or something. I don't know. Like did it he, was... So did the guy react? No, that's the thing is he didn't even you kept move. You thinking he'd like, probably like shake right, it Right, like, like be like, huh, there's like 
there's like a five pound insect inside my <laughs> shirt right now. But the, no, there was no, oh, no reaction. So creepy. So creepy. Yeah, it was. Uh, we still talk about that, too. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a crazy story. Um, yeah. Let's see. Okay. What else about New Orleans is so amazing? Um, the the music is awesome. Yeah, like the jazz there. Like, well, we so, went we went to that place, right? Yeah, we went to. Um, uh, I believe it's. I might be butchering this. Uh, Fritzel's European Jazz Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Club. Yeah. And um, great vibes. Um, I mean, great music. It was, and it's um, really well known. And we didn't know it at the time. We stumbled <laughs> upon it, and then we're like, "Wow, this is really legit." Yeah. And so we went inside and ended up. It was kind of hard to even find a seat, and um, then we ended up uh, getting to hang out there for the night, and that was definitely worth it. Jazz was also actually the reason that I went to New Orleans for the first time back in college. Oh, yeah. And um, I was part of the Western Oklahoma State College Jazz Choir. So it's Did you guys like cool wear, wear gloves and um, like <laughs> and do like hands? Well, you time? know I would have if they would have let me. <laughs> but no, we ironically, um, we had some pretty... Uh, pretty hot looking kelly green polos that we wore nice yeah nice (laughs) too funny we had actually a ton of different things that we would have to wear but um we got to perform actually in um preservation hall which is that's really cool a really big deal when at the time i didn't know how big of a deal it was um and so but yeah we went in there and it was like um it's so old and like i mean i would I run down like it is like going to an old Italian, you know, (laughs) room or building that is just like you just see the years and years on it and um, can't believe it's still there in some ways. And um, so it's got a lot of soul, you could say. Um, And but yeah, that was a great trip. Um, Actually, there are so many people that I think of when I think of that trip. Um, uh, Tina Burnett. Uh, Skyla Ballard, Jason Bookout, um, Rodney Brazel, Adam Reese, Kurt Carson, so many people. Um, oh my gosh, it was um, it was a really fun trip. And going with college students, of course, is going to be like so fun oh, to be yeah. in New Orleans as college students. But um, but I will say we were we you know we were we were choir. We were stomping around in our Kelly Green. Pillows. So there's a couple times I'm like, why didn't I just go back to the room and change? <laughs> so you went out like that. So you guys were like a gang. We were like a gang, like a doo-wop gang. Yeah, and but apparently we weren't. <laughs> we weren't very intimidating because we had some jacked up stuff happen to us. And I will never forget walking along one of the streets. We were on um, Rampart Street. And so it's a pretty big street. Like there's probably at least four lanes, maybe six, like a big street. Um, And it's just off of the French Quarter. And um, that's where we were staying. And um, and there's a group of us, probably four or five of us, I would think, um, if I'm remembering correctly. And this group of high school students starts walking towards us. And they've been walking towards us for a while. So you weren't really thinking much about it. Mm -hmm. But... As they start approaching, a girl within that group 
just looks me straight in the eye and starts running up to me. And she grabs my purse and tries to rip it off my body. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what is happening? And I honestly didn't think much about it. Fortunately, I was wearing a crossbody purse. So it was, there wasn't a lot she was going to do to get it off of me. Um, but I made sure of it because I kind of had a knee jerk reaction and I knocked her back off of me with my elbow and body weight and just kind of like, shoved her back (laughs) and she ran off laughing like it was no big deal her and her friends were like you know uh, you know we tried kind of like you could tell they were just kind of waiting for the next people to show up and they were going to try it again with somebody and see if they could run off and um grab somebody's stuff but yeah she um i will never forget that and i remember being like holy crap and we'd already been warned to be careful And we were traveling in groups and stuff like that. And I guess they weren't intimidated by our pillows or something. (laughs) It's like the sharks and the jets. (laughs) (laughs) And my friends told me later that they were like, whoa, we didn't like, we didn't really expect you. We never would have thought you would have reacted that way because I just like, I mean, it was self-defense and I just got down and dirty. Oh man. I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of that. Um, Did you guys end up like tell like reporting it or at all, or were you no. just like you could tell that was like par for the course? But did it did it freak you out for the rest of the night, or was it like a five minute thing? Because I mean that like that's a pretty like, a physical altercation, right? Is like that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure it did like rattle me for a little while, um, and. Then later on, actually, one of our friends, Jason, he, um, my, from what I remember, he was jumped in the French quarters and had his watch taken. Um, like, that's kind of crazy. Like, he so just maybe... happened to get off, like, the beaten path and was by himself and, like, not good, you know? Got to be careful. Yeah. So maybe, maybe don't wear the matching green polos all the time. Maybe, maybe that's not. sort of a giveaway. Maybe that is a giveaway. Maybe yeah. a target. Maybe a target. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was uh, that was crazy. I'm pretty sure. Now, somebody's probably going to test me on this, and they're going to get come back to me and be like, we absolutely did not wear those green polos out. And I'm like, well, that's what I remember. But, um, but yeah. Um, oh, man. But there's so much more to New Orleans than the French Quarter, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I remember on that trip, we also went on an alligator swamp tour. That's cool. Yeah. So what was that? What was that like? How like how far did you have to go to get to Swamp? Um, not far. I mean, uh, you have to travel a little bit, but not yeah. too bad. And we ended up in a covered boat um, with like rows of seats and um, not exactly like the speed boat. Like how many people on the boat? Um, oh gosh, probably twenty. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I probably maybe thirty. Like it was a pretty big boat, yeah. and and all of us were packed in there, and um, you know they the um the tour guides are like feeding alligators in front of you so you kind of get to see alligators up wow um, up close so and they actually like feed them they right feed there them right like there. off the boat right and and you're not talking about like alligators in a cage and you're not talking about alligators that have been tamed you're talking about alligators out of a swamp that are somewhat still out in the wild i mean they probably get used to the trainers coming up and stuff but yeah. I say trainers, tour guys, really. Um, but still, they're pretty, like... And now they've associated those boats with food, so... Mm, it's really that's good, yeah. yeah. 
Mm, yeah, I keep cool. watching those natural park <laughs> <laughs> tips now, and I'm like, ooh, that's not a good idea. Yeah, but it was so crazy because those vibes. Now that I think back about you know being in the swamps and stuff, it reminds me so much of like. Um, you know, you just think of like the different movies and TV shows you've seen, mm-hmm. and I always think about True Blood. Oh yeah, and that vibe—it's just got such a vibe that you're like, right. oh my gosh, that is what it really looks like there. It's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and we went, um, we went outside of the French Quarter. Like the the next day, we went to the Garden District, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Like I, yeah, I loved it. Um, and I'd never been there before. I didn't know anything about it. No. And fortunately, we had uh, Jeremy and Casey with us to right. like to tell us, like, hey, let's go for brunch over here. And it was Doing it was awesome. Research. Yeah, absolutely. Like researching. Research, so, yeah. yeah. Little tip. Make sure you research. Mm-hmm. You'll find great stuff. And travel with people who research because they will always make sure you eat at the best places. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they'll make sure you use your time wisely. It's such a gift and a, <laughs> to yeah. everyone else. Yeah, it really is. And it was on it was Magazine Street, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then and we we ate brunch there and we walked around like there's shopping. Cool we did shopping. some shopping. Yeah. Um, I know you and Casey shopped some for clothes while. Jeremy and I shopped some for beer and um, <laughs> that like, worked out. yeah, that was great. <laughs> and, but then we walked around the neighborhood mm-hmm. and there are like a lot of famous people have homes there, like Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce have a house down yeah. there. And you, or at least all of them have at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think several of them did at that. Like, yeah, I think so. At that point. Um, you guys wouldn't let me knock on any doors, so we can't know for sure. But, um, and like, and so many uh, other homes down there with with ties, like, um, like the the movie uh, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Was, oh, I love that. Yeah, movie. based in New Orleans uh, with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and and all of them. Like, yeah, and so they, many famous people in that. Yeah, yeah, and the author's house, Anne Rice, the author, mm-hmm. her house is down there. There's a plaque outside of it. Like, we got to walk by that. Um, the Lafayette Cemetery is yeah. there. Which, oh, that was so cool. Yeah, it was really cool to walk around. So many headstones and it's all like it's all above ground because Mm -hmm. of like the sea level down there and um so all of those uh, tomb sites and and uh, mausoleums and things like that it was definitely cool to just walk through that and see that um worth going to just for that let alone all like the shopping and and the cool neighborhoods but such a such a cool place to just walk around and see and and hang out in and such a different feel from Bourbon Street and the French Quarter. Like, yeah, it's so like classy South and yeah. old homes and great shops and stuff like that. It yeah. was really cool. Rod iron fences and really interesting homes and yeah, old, yeah. old homes too. I think if we were, if we were to go back, I would, I would want to stay there somewhere, mm-hmm. like find an Airbnb in that neighborhood and, and be the there garden for district. a few days. Yeah. In the garden district. It was yeah. really cool. It was really, really cool. And something about New Orleans that I don't think many people think of is just how photo genic it is it really is the camera loves new orleans in so many ways like there's just so many things that you see and you're like that is just it says so many things and so 
everything. Yeah, all the old trees so and, and yeah. the Spanish moss and all that. Mm, like, yeah. Just so cool. Very and cool. such like, well, just like we said at the beginning, such a rich culture there. It definitely stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, a completely unique city. If you haven't been, you should definitely go. All of it is so good, so worth going. Um, go back and stay a while if you can. But if you can't stay a while, work it into a trip. Make sure that yeah. you go. It's a great spot. Um, it was just awesome to be there. Would definitely go back. Yeah. And before we wrap things up, we do want to hear from you guys about New Orleans. So tell us your recommended places to eat, drink, Yeah. you know, where to stay, any good stories you have, any good people watching you have, yep. for sure. Tell us that. Um, yeah. And then share all that with us on social media. You guys know we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And we are also posting some of our own photos. So you can, um, you know see the pictures that are worth a thousand words (laughs) (laughs) they will be there Uh, and if you enjoyed today's episode uh, do us a big favor go out there rate review and subscribe to the travel fomo podcast from wherever you listen Uh, you can also learn more about us at travelfomopodcast.com and make sure that uh, you turn on all your notifications so that you will find out when our next episode drops because next week we're going to chicago yay it's a great spot Um, if you haven't been to chicago it's awesome city vibes beach vibes huge river Mm -hmm. all the shopping all the sports the food is amazing Uh, we love chicago we realize that you don't have to live there to love it and (laughs) be all about it and we are so uh, we're excited to tell you about everything that we've done in chicago and that will be next week that's right and it is a great place to live up life life is so short wander well 